Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max. And listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. From WBEZ Chicago, this is Nerdette. I'm Greta Johnson. And I'm Trisha Bobita. Trisha, you're here in a room with me. This is so exciting. Oh, hi. To be clear, you and I do hang out beyond Nerdette land, but this is the first time that we've both sat in front of microphones together in quite some time. Quite some time. So this is like an extra magical bonus episode we're putting in the podcast feed this week, partly because you recently did a super cool segment on The Morning Shift, which is WBEZ's daily talk show. Yeah, there was a polar vortex. It was negative 722 degrees. <laughs> Schools were canceled. <laughs> the city was basically at a standstill. Everyone was in a blanket fort. Now that's degrees Kelvin, correct? That's just the coldest I've ever been. <laughs> it was extremely cold. You were one of the only people who actually made it to Navy Pier. Yes, because as day. people may recall, part of the reason you don't hear me every week is because I'm kind of a, a part of all the news all You're the time pretty here. Pretty busy all and the time. And in fact, it's never too cold for news. But everybody else was like, Mm-mm, "I'm not coming to oh, Navy yeah, no, Pier I didn't that come day." <laughs> so that's how I got invited on the morning shift is because I was a, a warm body who was willing to be in studio. And you're talking to Jen about a whole bunch of stuff to watch and read. Yes. We're going to listen to this segment and then we're going to chat about it a little bit afterwards. But is there anything you want to warn the people about before we start this segment? Uh, you should just know that the whole time I am thinking while also saying other words out loud into a live radio microphone mm-hmm. that I'm worried that I said that Cory Booker instead of Charlie Brooker was uh-huh. the creator of Black Mirror. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Just to set the tone. Just for to this. set the tone. <laughs> Just so you know how I was feeling. The level of panic. Yeah. As you were discussing a now candidate for president. <laughs> Who I think would make a very different television show. <laughs> this is very true. All right. Here it is. The cold has reached near record-breaking lows. Your regular go-to spots are closed due to the weather and you're stuck at home. But just because you can't venture outside doesn't mean you need to be bored. This is your chance to hunker down and make a dent in your Netflix queue or finally start on that pile of books you've been meaning to read. Joining me now to help you get started with some of our suggestions is Nerdette Podcast's Trisha Bobita with her roundup of the best things to binge watch, read, or listen to during the Polar Vortex Hi, Trisha. Hey, Jen. So, Trisha, what are some of your favorite things to watch this month or maybe over the last couple of months? So, I am a Netflix binger. It's maybe my second profession, I would say. Me too, yeah. Um, and so, you know, this uh, this this most recent thing from uh, uh, Black Mirror, which Cory Brooker has... Um, Charlie, excuse me, Charlie Brooker has a really crazy, demented mind. Anyone who's watched Black Mirror knows that. Oh, yeah. But the most recent product from them is not just an episode, but an interactive film that's on Netflix. So you actually have to make choices as you go through the story, kind of like an old school choose your own adventure book. Mm-hmm. But you can watch it and have it experience that's about 75 minutes long. Or if you keep going back and trying different endings, you can end up there for two and a half hours. So you could burn up a little time or a lot of time today by watching this really dark, strange interactive film. It's it's called Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. And I gave it a, a, a run a few weeks ago, and I didn't make it farther than I think like 10 minutes before I had to circle back. So I haven't 
gotten to really dig in there yet, but I but I plan to. Other recommendations for people. So if you need something that's a little more family friendly, if you've got kids home with you, definitely don't watch Bandersnatch, I would say. But there's a new animated series from Netflix that's a revitalization of one of my favorite things from childhood, which is Carmen Sandiego. So Pella. Yes, do it Rockapella. There was the computer game. It was kind of the only video game I was allowed to play as a kid was Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Uh-huh. It still has some of that educational flair, but it's a really fun show. Gina Rodriguez, who most folks probably know from Jane the Virgin, is the voice of Carmen. And I think we actually have a clip to introduce her. We do. Player, I made it. I'm off the island. I need to know where on earth I am. Triangulating your position. The Canary Islands. A Spanish settlement just off the coast of Western Africa. It was an interesting place to grow up. But it's time to see the rest of the world. No more bookkeepers. And no more vile. You'll need a passport. And I don't think black sheep's gonna cut it. You do have a name, don't you? It's Carmen. Carmen San Diego. Okay, now I was a little too old for the original version of Carmen San Diego, but I did watch it on occasion with my younger sister. And and part of the fun of that show um, was that these kids would, would have to do geography tests, essentially. And they'd have these huge puzzle pieces in the shape of different countries, and they'd have to run around this huge board and try to fit them all together. Does the new version capture that same kind of fun and excitement? I think it really does. And it's kind of an origin story of the person who's a, a bit of the villain in the original show. So you're trying to catch Carmen Sandiego in the old show. This is really about her and her origin story. And you're learning about geography. You're learning about ecological, you know, Know, impacts of different disasters. So it's definitely got a bit of education, but is really just a fun cartoon for the whole family. Okay, other recommendations? So I just, in the last few days, when I was hunkered down in this cold, started watching a documentary series from Christian Amanpour, mm. who, um, you know, there's a lot of documentaries out right now, the Ted Bundy one and the, the Fire Festival documentary one. I wanted something that was a little more uh, optimistic, and so I really think her approach as a journalist is something that I admire, and she's talking to women and men all around the world about love and relationships, and each of the episodes takes place in a different country. So the first one that I watched was set in Japan, the next one in um, in Delhi. And, you know, it was interesting to see conversations about things that I hadn't really thought about, like how are dating apps affecting dating in other cultures? So, you know, for Indian women, Tinder is sort of liberating, whereas here we might think of it as a little bit reductive in terms of how we think about relationships. So just a really thought-provoking, interesting, and just warm documentary about, you know, sort of how people find intimacy in different cultures. And it's called Sex and Love Around the World. Let's go to the phones. We've got Jason and Bourbonnet. Jason, you have a recommendation for us? Yes, I do. Uh, for Netflix, I would recommend a show called she It's a really good version of the original cartoon, but they had remade it in live action. I think it's really good because of how the directors did the show. They actually took the source material and made it better for the modern generation. And for a book recommendation, I would recommend the book series of Goosebumps. Those are some really good books. My so, favorite book is, is the one with the haunted mask. So is the the re-up of She-Ra on, you said on Netflix, is it is it age appropriate? Is it kid, kid-friendly? It's around like 10 and older. Okay. All right. Great recommendations there from Jason. Thanks so much for the call. If you have recommendations for how we can spend this day indoors, maybe even tomorrow, the number to call is 312-923-WBEZ. That's 312-923-9239. What else is on your list, Tricia? So one of my favorites is John Mulaney's most recent stand-up special. So it's called Kid Gorgeous at Radio City. Um, John Mulaney grew up in Chicago. And so one of the main stretches of this comedy special is actually about an experience he had as a student 
in Chicago schools growing up. And there's a uh, Chicago police detective who would come in and try to scare them straight about, you know, being safe out in the world. His name was J.J. Bittenbinder. He's actually been quoted since because he's still uh, alive and kicking and retired from the police force, but had a few things to say about John Mulaney's impression of him. But nonetheless, if you're a Chicago kid who has now grown up, you might remember this guy or I think you'd really enjoy hearing John Mulaney joke about lots of things, but particularly about growing up here in Chicago. Well, other comedy specials? So uh, Hannah Gadsby, who's an Australian woman, Mm. uh, had a special that came out just uh, in the last year called Nanette. Really powerful. Which is really powerful. A very different tone than John Mulaney, who's who's much jokier in his stand-up. Nanette as a special is really a piece of art. It's raw. It's it's visceral. It might make you cry, which is not something you say about all stand-up specials. But I think if you're up for something that's really going to make you think and you want to really take some time with it, Nanette is something that you could watch today and I think is really going to change your approach to you know, thinking about a lot of things. It talks about a lot of queer issues and, and gender issues in a really thoughtful way. Mm. And, you know, while we're talking about Netflix, a couple of recommendations from me. Uh, there's a series called Shit's Creek that's S-C-H-I-T-T apostrophe S Creek. Uh, it was created by and stars Eugene Levy and his son Daniel Levy. Absolutely hilarious. I think we have a clip of this. I need that bed. Why? Because I need it. Why? Because if someone were to break in here in the middle of the night wanting to murder us, they would attack this bed first. So I need this bed. So you're saying that you want me to get murdered first in front of you? And then what would you do? Would you just run away and leave me to bleed out on the floor? Uh, sort of. That was the plan. Yeah. So the premise of this show is there's this family, really wealthy family, the Roses. Um, The father, Johnny, played by Eugene Levy, is this video store um, magnet. His wife is a former soap opera actress. Her name is Moira. She's played by Catherine O'Hara, who is just hysterical. And then they have these two adult children, David and Alexis, played by Daniel Levy and Annie Murphy. And basically the family loses all its money. That's the long and short of it. And they end up in this town, Schitt's Creek, that they purchase as sort of a joke for their son Daniel. And it's about how the family has to reconstruct their lives, reconstruct their relationships with one another. It's hysterical, but it's also really touching. Um, The great thing about this recommendation um, while you're stuck indoors is that the episodes move really quickly. They're in season five now, I think. um, And each episode is less than 30 minutes. So you can you can actually cover a lot of ground. And once you start watching, you you kind of get stuck watching and you just want to stay with it and see uh, where the families land. Um, Any Oscar nominated films or shows on your recommendation list? Because that's right around the corner. So my uh, admission is that I've only seen one Oscar-nominated film in terms of the Best Picture category, and that's Black Panther, oh, which yeah. is on Netflix it now. On Netflix. So if you saw it in theaters and want to watch it again, there it is. It's there for you on demand. If you haven't seen it, I do highly recommend the film. I think uh, it's really exciting that it's in the mix for Best Picture. You know, we don't often see sort of big action movies in the mix for mm-hmm. that award. Uh, but this was a really groundbreaking groundbreaking movie in a lot of ways and has some incredible acting in it. The uh, award-winning speech from the, you know, the lead actor over some of the other awards we've already seen just shows sort of the power of representation that this film is providing as a piece of entertainment, but also just something really important for our culture. And they just won a major award. Was it the SAG? for The SAG for Best Cast. Yeah. So sort of an ensemble piece and an ensemble award that I think was really cool. Let's go to Liam from Portage Park. Now, Liam, you're 13 and you have a recommendation for us. What is it? Um, yes. I've been watching this show for a while now. It's called Sword Art Online. Sword Art Online? Yes, it's a Netflix show, but you can watch it on other websites or apps that are anime related. This is like, I personally think, a really great anime that 
everyone should really watch. It's just really based in a virtual reality sense where there's danger, but yet there's like cuteness to it. And it's just a really good show, in my opinion. All right, Liam. Thank you so much for that recommendation. I'm always looking for something that mixes danger and cuteness. Danger and cuteness. That's a good blend. Well, if you're down for just plain old danger, I have another recommendation from Netflix. If, okay, if I love zombie films, I'm I'm kind of a sucker for a good zombie film. And this one is actually, um, it's a Korean movie called Train to Busan. And it's about this zombie outbreak that sweeps the country and his dad and his daughter are on a train um, trying to reach the the only city that seems to be safe. Um, this movie is so stressful. Like, if you think zombie movies are stressful, make a zombie movie on a train. It is, but it's really great. And it's all about, you know, family relationships. And, and so I, I recommend that, but definitely not kid friendly. You might want to stick with Liam's recommendation if you're looking for something that's a little more family friendly. You know, let's turn to some books right now. Um, Tricia, any book recommendations for us? So the one that I'm reading right now that is helping me get up and out of bed on these cold mornings is actually called Good Morning, Good Night, Little Pep Talks for Me and You. This is actually a book version of Lin-Manuel Miranda's tweets. Lin-Manuel Miranda, of course, is the creator of Hamilton. Most recently, he was also starring in Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, It's got illustrations from Johnny Sun. Uh, Lin-Manuel, for years, has been doing this little affirmation in the morning, and then he sort of echoes back to it, as a songwriter would, in sort of a reprise in the evenings. And so each page just offers the good morning message and then the good night message with these lovely little hand uh, sort of line drawings. And it's kind of nice to just sort of give yourself a little pep talk in yeah. the morning. He says that he put the book together um, because people asked for something to hold, which is kind of a nice idea, even though these were all tweets that were available for free. And he also said that, you know, really when he's writing these, they're the thing he needs to hear that morning. So yeah. if we're waking up after a tough uh, news event from the night before uh, or, you know, something tragic in the world, it might be a little more somber. And other times it's sort of an encouragement to really go get him for the day. And he said he just sort of changes the pronouns. He's like, what would I need to hear this morning? And then um, we share that affirmation with the world. So I think they're really lovely. Oh, that's wonderful. Let's go to Aaron in Naperville. Aaron, you work at a bookshop. Speaking of books, what's your recommendation for us this morning? Oh, the one that I would recommend is for kids. It's this great picture book with these photographs. It's called Recess at 20 Below. And it just shows these kids in this Alaska school going through, they're getting geared up, what they do at recess when it's 20 below out. And it's just this wonderful book. And it makes you appreciate that you can be out when it's cold if you have the proper gear and know what you're doing. And it's just this great book to read. The other one is um, Good Morning Snowplow by Deborah Bruce. And this is a snowplow driver going through the night plowing the snow, beautiful poetic language, and these luminous illustrations. So those are two that I would recommend for kids. Great recommendations. Very weather-appropriate, Erin. Thanks so much for that call. Let's go to Ben in Evanston. Ben, your recommendations? Um, well, I recommend Percy Jackson. It's a great children's book, um, more for, like, um, school-age, like, maybe second grade or up. And it's a great mix together of um, old Greek mythology and modernizing it. And Ben, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? Nine. Well, Ben, thank you for that recommendation, Percy Jackson. And you stay warm today, okay? Okay. All right. 
I have one other book recommendation, sort of in, in, in the science fiction fantasy genre, because what I find is when I'm stuck indoors, diving into a book that I'm not going to be able to finish that day is really uh, frustrating. So I tend to lean towards collections of short stories. And N.K. Jemisin, uh, three-time Hugo Award winner, um, has a new collection of short fiction out called How Long Till Black Future Month. And it's a really beautiful a collection of stories that weave science fiction and fantasy together um, through a, a lens of, of race and gender and identity. It's it's a beautiful collection of book, of stories. Again, that's N.K. Jemisin's How Long Till Black Future Month. I was in the studio here with Nerdette Podcast, Trisha Bobita. Trisha, thanks for those great recommendations. Thanks, Jen. Can I tell you, I just, yeah, yeah. My favorite on. thing about that segment is because it was negative 742 degrees outside, uh-huh. schools were canceled. The children. And so the what callers. Was that sword show? It I don't know, but it was so all amazing. Good. But so we realized that if, if children never had to go to school, they would call into the morning shift a lot more between <laughs> 9 and 10 a.m. Because there were so many great little nerd callers yeah, that in that Percy segment. Jackson caller was really cute, too. I loved it. And yes, yeah, speaking of the nerdiest of things. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. So yeah, season eight starts April 14th. Trisha will be back with Peter as Nerdette recaps Game of Thrones with Peter Segel. I imagine we will have some sort of like where we left off at the end of season seven episode out the week before that. And then episodes will drop every Monday right after the Sunday airing of Game of Thrones. So be sure you are subscribed to Nerdette recaps Game of Thrones with Peter Segel. You're going to need to dust that off in your podcast app, yeah, probably, because yeah, yeah. it's been so long since there's been Game of Thrones. It's been ages. It's funny looking back. It just feels like so many things have happened in our lives since then. A lot. Gather around and listen while old Peter Sagelman explains this show to you. Speaking of things that have happened in our lives, can we spend 30 seconds talking about Russian doll? Yes. Please. Yes. So I want to thank you because you're the first person who was actually like, Greta, this is really important that you watch this great show on Netflix. I'm glad that you indicated how much there were caps used in my text message to you about it. It seemed pretty urgent. Yeah, it was urgent. (laughs) It was urgent. And it was one of those things where Netflix is always like, we have a new thing. And I'm like, yes, Netflix, but I am Uh here for Parks and Rec and West Wing. (laughs) Don't try to make me watch new things. I'm just going to watch Arrested Development over and over. Just leave it alone. But then it's (laughs) Natasha Lyonne who I adore from Orange is the New Black and many, many other things. Totally. And then when I realized Amy Poehler is one of the executive producers yeah. of this show, yep. and it's really a trio of three badass ladies yep. who make this show, and I mean, okay, yeah, now I'm hooked. Yep, it's excellent. You should definitely check it out. And it also does remind me a lot of Killing Eve in terms of just being a really great show that is made by women that's about complicated, awesome women. So if you haven't seen Killing Eve yet, that's also really good, though. It is on Hulu, which is a barrier for some. Ahem, Trisha Bobita. Hey, now that I have your password. (laughs) We're good to go. We're good to go. All right. (laughs) Indeed. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max, and listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.